digital dealer. I'm here with one of my favorite people in the whole world, Hugh Palmer yeah. from Beaver Toyota. Yeah. How's your show? How's the show going so far for you? So it's absolutely amazing. I'm glad that we came, getting a lot of uh, insights and getting a lot of um, a lot of different feedback from from what other people are doing in other markets. Um, it, it actually gives us a, a a good feel for for what we're doing, where we're successful, and areas of opportunity you know, that we can go back and, and and implement when we get back home. Yeah, you know that's part of the beauty of these shows, right? Is is what can you learn while you're here? But I think that, you know, you guys down at Beaver Toyota, you guys have a lot to teach in terms of what's happening. Um, I'd love to hear about a little bit about the philosophy of, of your dealership. And I'll just leave it at that. If, if somebody asked you, what's the philosophy of your dealership? How would you answer it? The philosophy of our dealership is really surrounded by a word. It's an acronym, really, that, that was created. Um, by our general manager, and, and actually it's a, an award that we give out. It's a badass award. It's a badass award, and what we're building is a badass culture. And badass is an acronym for building and developing a selfless service culture. Wow. Building and developing a selfless service culture. So when you ask me about who we are or who we're trying to be, is it's a team and a store and a dealership with badass people. Okay, that's amazing. And I have to tell you, you know, I've visited the store and uh, there's a vibe in the store that I absolutely love. And we were fortunate enough to be at the morning meeting where Patrick uh, addresses everybody. And he said he doesn't consider himself a new franchise store. He considers himself a used car store that sells new Toyotas. Right? <laughs> yes. So can you talk a little bit about the, the, the mentality around uh, your acquisition strategy and, and what you're doing around used cars as well as new cars? Well, uh, listen, we, we have uh, the utmost respect for our OEM. Uh, we are Toyota through and through. Uh, we love the sombrero um, that's <laughs> on the building. Um, and obviously, uh, we have an affinity towards the brand. Uh, I've been with Toyota for 18 out of the 21 years uh, I've been in this automotive industry. Um, but a lot of things have changed post-COVID and, um, and with a lot of the different shifts and ebbs and flows in the market um, that have caused dealers to have to make different business decisions with how they wanted to run their business. Um, when you have supply chain issues and you have uh, parts issues and constraints that you just can't get new cars, you had to decide whether or not you were going to remain in business and take care of the souls and the people that, um, that come to work every day to provide for their family or not. And what we decided was that we were going to go and be the best used car dealer that we possibly could be um, in our market for our people. Uh, so, yes, we still move our new cars. We're always 120 to 130 percent of our new car sales objective. We are new car sales efficient. We're brand efficient. Um, we have the, the highest, uh, if not one of the highest, Toyota loyalty engagement scores. So our customers come back on the new car side. But, yes. To his point, we are a used car dealership uh, that that just happens to do very well selling Toyotas. Um, and and ultimately, what we want to do is we want to be able to appeal to everybody. We want to have vehicles and products and things that will bring people to market that may not be looking for a Toyota product. So that's what we do. That's our approach. We go after the cars that fit the market. 
and we try to make sure that we have something for everybody. I love it. You know, I, I, I love also uh, the fact that Patrick was in Tampa, and then he took on the GM of this store in Cumming, Georgia, oh, yeah. and 52, 52, 52 families, five two. employees yes. moved from Tampa to Cumming. And can you talk a little bit about what would compel people to do that and, and, and how that's working for you guys? Um, it, it's very simple. It's, it's leadership, uh, it's direction, it's heart. It's passion, it's compassion. Um, the the leader that we work under embodies all of those things for the store and for the community at large. Um, so much so that what he built from Orlando moving then to, to Tampa um, has translated itself um, very well into the Atlanta or the North, the North Georgia market. So much so that to your point, 52 of us have left um, our homes um, sold houses, sold properties, packed up wives mm -hmm. and or husbands, significant others and children um, to move to a, a, a different state completely to work with one man who now um, is leading um, arguably one of the best businesses um, for, for used cars and new car sales, uh, to be frank, um, in, in our market and, and in the country. Um, we aren't where we're going to be. Uh, but we're doing so well in trying to posture ourselves for where we want to be. Um, Patrick is an amazing leader. He has an amazing heart. And, and more importantly, he's amazing at giving. And uh, it, it's, it's such a blessing when you're able to give because when you open your hands to give, you also posture yourself to be able to receive. And what he's done in his giving has absolutely made this store something that is postured to receive all the good that it could possibly get under his leadership, you know, and and the, the leadership of Mr. Beaver who entrusts that store into his care. It's great. Tell me a little bit about what specifically you are in charge of at the um, store and um, maybe some of your key goals and aspirations. Well, I'm not in charge of much. I mean, just about a, a Five or six hundred used cars <laughs> um, uh, per per month um, uh, that that translates into about three hundred and fifty to four hundred and twenty-five um, pre-owned sales per month, and an inventory um, that's ninety-seven percent certified um, because we certify all of our makes and models to the standard of Toyota certified used vehicles. Um, so they all get 160 multi-point inspection and they all have a certification up to 185,000 um, miles. They'll give every customer a 12 month, 12,000 mile uh, warranty. So we have an absolute like airtight value proposition to give people a reason to want to buy cars from us. But my responsibility uh, is really uh, just to allow people to execute at the highest level at the responsibilities that they have and to help them be the best version of themselves every day in the job that they come to work to do, period. And I get a chance to watch people grow. I get a chance to watch them develop. I get a chance to learn from them and hopefully impart some knowledge on, on them as well. And, and ultimately, you know, whether it's buying cars, um, servicing cars, putting them through reconditioning, um, or, or just posturing ourselves um, to make sure that we're taking them out on trade or bringing them in from the service department, um, or, or giving everybody in the dealership work to be able to provide for themselves and their family, uh, detail,
collision center, the, the, the mechanical shop. You know, my job is just to be a conduit between all the departments in the store and the commodity that we sell, which are our used cars. Wow, I, you know, I'm just always blown away when I talk to you. Uh, I always feel like I learned so much and uh, you're just a great human, you know? I really do appreciate <laughs> that you. That means a lot, thank you. You know, um, it sounds like you guys have got the people part of this business, you know, really dialed in. You know, and people, a lot, a lot talk about, well, you have people, process, and technology. Right. Can you talk a little bit about some of the key processes that you guys are using and maybe some of the key technology that, you know, you, when you put the triad together, it all, all works in unison? Well, um, I'll piggyback off of something that Patrick says all the time. If you could imagine um, a, a triangle for a second um, that has um, three angles, and three sides, they're not always even or equal, um, even though we try to grow them that way. Um, but you have people, which is a part of that, um, that, that, tri that triangle. Um, you obviously have merchandising um, and marketing, which, which involves dollars that have to be spent. Um, and then you have inventory. You know, you have to be able to have something for, for those people to sell, you know, and something that you're advertising um, towards or to sell. Um, and our goal is to make sure that all angles on that triangle grows at an even pace because in the very center of that triangle, when it grows evenly, are the dollars that we des desire for our business, um, an honest and ethical profit. You know, we, we want to sell every car that we can to everyone that gives us an opportunity um, because they've extended to us, you know, the, the grace of being able to work for them and on their behalf. And we don't take it lightly that someone gives us an opportunity to be able to earn their business and for them to spend their dollars that they've worked hard and pay taxes on with us. All right. Um, so we do things that are a little different to be able to deliver that type of experience. Um, every morning we come in, we do a trade walk. If a vehicle has been traded in or has been acquired the day before, uh, we stage it so that every one of the associates that's going to be responsible for selling that car knows what we have in inventory. We walk the car and we look at all of our resources and our tools to position it in the market where we know it's going to be priced equitably for the store and, and fairly for our customers. And not only do we set up the reconditioning that needs to be done um, or the things that we, we our associates deem may be necessary, um, but we allow our sales associates to price those cars because now they take ownership. It's their inventory, they set the standard, they set the price, and it's gonna be very easy for them to communicate that to their clients. Uh, in order to do that, we have to deploy technology um, that, that allows us to be able to be accurate when giving them the information that's going to allow them to price these cars based on the market. And, and what we've been using, we made the switch um, in our vehicle maintenance tool um, and our inventory management tool um, to one that we were using in our vehicle buying center previously. And now VinQ offers a full suite that allows us to not only manage our buying center, but also manage our entire inventory. And, and we absolutely love the way that the tool gives us back our own information. It serves the information on the vehicles that we have in our market and the vehicles that we have in our inventory to us in a way that allows us to make very, very sound decisions with how we're gonna posture them to be sold. Um, we, there's one other tool that we have that we really like 
that integrates very well into ZingQ, and it's, it's LotPop. Mm -hmm. um, LotPop allows us to basically match our cars or our vehicles with the leads on those cars. Um, and too often, we look at leads. We look at leads. We look at our CRM, and we look and see what, um, what people have submitted leads on, and we forget that we have these cars, and most of the customers that are looking at our website just simply want to find a car that matches their needs. Well, if we only look at the lead and the lead is on a car that's already sold, what do we do for all the other customers that submitted inquiries? Right. They put their hand up and said, help me. Right. And our job is to be able to produce that form. So LotPop allows us to go back and match back customers to cars that we have that fit a certain standard or, or a certain segment that they were looking for. So between VinQ and LotPop, I think we're postured to absolutely take a meteoric rise within our used car business. That's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, you've got to have cars in order to sell cars. Yeah. you got to buy cars and you got to have the inventory. Can you talk a little bit about the process that you guys use for, for your, your vehicle buying center? Um, well, you're going to meet him later. I, I think you're, you have him on, um, on the docket to be able to, to interview him. He's a really, really, really dynamic uh, young man. I won't tell you his age. You won't be able to guess it based on his maturity, but we have hired some very young, ingenious, and, and, uh, and aggressive, uh, aggressive mindset um, and aggressive thinking um, individuals to, to lead our, our acquisition team. Um, and they're not only uh, aggressive and hungry in what they do, they come to us with no automotive experience, which was important for us. We didn't want any one in a role to go and acquire cars that was jaded um, by what it takes to be able to sell that car because that's not their role. Um, we didn't want someone that was in sales buying cars because um, ultimately you know, when you're responsible for selling a car, it changes the way that you look at what you need to do to be able to acquire right. that car. So we wanted to make sure that we created silos because sometimes silos in a business aren't bad, especially when you're putting things in the appropriate place. So um, our, our acquisition team, um, they, they get numbers, they get um, data, um, they use information to go out and make sound buying decisions for the cars that we sell in our market that turn quickly, that have low model day supply, and then they get autonomy, which is what mm -hmm. everyone wants, an ability to grow and an ability to make decisions for a business that you want to see thrive, but that you want to be able to put your imprint on. So. You know, we give them all of the tools and all of the resources, and then we allow them to go out and to buy cars from our public, from our community, from people that are either local or all over the country. Because I don't care where they get the car from. If I need it, they're tasked with the responsibility of finding it and then bringing it home. We need that car here. And then we also um, we try to do as little as possible at, at auction because ultimately we want to home grow our business and we want to be able to have a connection um, with the customers that are buying and selling. Um, but our acquisition center takes a lot of our focus and a lot of our energy right now because that's where we think that the greatest opportunity for growth is in our business, is acquiring the cars that are necessary to keep our business moving. You know, you mentioned um, looking across the country. Yeah. When you're looking at cars, can you talk about the, the processes that you have built in, in terms of shipping cars or receiving cars? Because I my thought was I always had to stay local when I was looking for a car, but 
nobody's stopping me from getting on the Beaver website and no. going and buying a car from you guys. Not at all. Even though I live in Kansas City and your dealership's in Georgia. Can you talk a little bit about that whole process of how you get something from point A to point B and you make it easy for the customer? Well, you, you may know them. Um, I happen to know someone that lives in Kansas City as well um, that, that drives a Toyota product um, that may be uh, interested in selling <laughs> <laughs> that may be interested in selling said Toyota product for Sweet. for another Toyota product. Uh, oh, is that you? Oh, That's me. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to call you out. That's this is your interview. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but but no. Um, seriously, Angela, what what a lot of uh, people in the industry don't realize, or or maybe we take for granted, is that just because we did deploy dollars and we spend money in advertising to get our name out there, that the, that it becomes somehow the consumer's obligation to find us. And that's just quite simply not the way that we want to look at it at Beaver. We put, we put our brand on display and we spend the money to give um, name, brand awareness to who we are and what we're doing. And then we put the onus on ourselves to go and find you. And it doesn't matter where you are. If you put your hand up or if we know that you're there, we're going to come and find you, whether it's to sell you a car or in this case, when we're talking about acquisition, if it's for us to come and get that car from you. We don't make it hard. I don't need to look at your vehicle. We do sight and scene appraisals all the time. All of our numbers are aggressive. We, we know that by and large, most people aren't bad. By and large, most people don't lie. By and large, most people are honest especially about the vehicle that they're looking to sell. And by and large, most people take care of their possessions. So we treat everybody as if they're good, knowing that the people that are not are the exception, not the rule. And we take that information and we give uh, at or slightly above market for their vehicle so that we can acquire that car. And then if we have to go and get it, we're going to send someone to go and pick it up and we're going to send the paperwork to you and we're going to send you the check for your vehicle or send the check to the bank to pay it off. We make it so easy and so seamless because buying or selling a car should not be arduous and it shouldn't be hard. It should be a simple transaction between two people that have developed a relationship and a bond of trust. That word is absent in this business and it's the goal of Beaver Toyota and some of our partners to bring trust back to the transaction. That's great. Wow, that's outstanding. Outstanding. All right, I will. I. That was not the mic that dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I promise, I promise you, uh, I'll have the conversation about getting somebody a new Toyota and trading in a Toyota, well, I mean, or maybe it, even, you know, one of your one of your amazing used cars. Well, if you know who I'm talking about, you just let her know that we're we're definitely willing to give her all the money for her car. I love it. All right, look, I want to. I, I appreciate your time. Is there anything else you wanted to say before I? Before I close out this interview, uh, actually, I, I wanted to thank you and the team, uh, Angela and, and the entire BinQ team, uh, for giving us the opportunity to be able to share a little bit about our culture, a little bit about our brand, and what we hope to bring to this industry because we love this industry. Why? Because it's a people industry. Listen, um, I, I'm I'm nobody special. Um, the the reality is is that this thing called automotive is what I do. It's not who I am. And what I love about the store that we have and about the strategic partners that we have uh, at every level within our dealership 
um, and at every level within this business is that who everyone is is so profound and is so um, character driven that it makes what we do fun and it makes what we bring to the market special. So that's what I wanted to leave is that that everyone should seek to leave something special, leave an indelible imprint on the people that you come in contact with as a result of what you do because of who you are. Well, you said one thing that I have to disagree with. You said you aren't special. You are special. You're special to me. Aww. You're special. You're special to me. And uh, I'm blessed to know you and to work with you. And, and, and I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, be interviewed today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give me love.